oh, just because you came into this country, you think you can blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, no, mom. Like, listen, like, this is how it works here. It's not the same as back home. I'm Yasmin Mathurin. I'm Stephanie Werner. And I'm Peter Goffin. And this is A World Without an audio series about the things we've always had in our lives and how they affect us, whether we know it or not. On today's episode... My name is Yasmin Matherin, and I have lived in a world without price tags. The first instance of the price tag, a label or sticker attached to the product indicating its value, started with a young Quaker man in mid-19th century New York. Assigning a fixed price to an item meant that untrained employees could be used on the sales floor. The first business-wide use of the price tag was by department store pioneer John Wanamaker of Philadelphia, who is also credited with creating the first department store advertisement. The proliferation of the department store shaped the notion of a fixed price that we are familiar with today. When I was growing up in Haiti, um, in the 90s, there was no uh, grocery store to go and get your groceries. Like, so you had to go to the market. Um, so the market was just like this area where a lot of people just kind of uh, like vendors. You just had stuff that you're selling. And so what would happen is that you'd go there and then, um, you know, vendors would be there trying to sell their their items or fruits or whatever um, and then you kind of had to ask them how much everything was so there's no price tags it's just whatever the specific vendor wants to sell their items for is how much they're going for and um, so you kind of had to know what's a fair price prior to so me being a child like going into the market sometimes with like our helper like we had a house helper I kind of just would watch her as she like she knew the vendor so she had built that relationship so she could know okay this is a fair price like or or you know what let me check this other lady maybe she might have a price um so for me um that's that was my that's what I grew up in is not having that price tag and and that's that was the reality but then when I moved to Canada and you know, also saw that in North America, there's just, I mean, there's like, there's price tags attached to everything and the price that's on each item is set and it's not negotiable <laughs> in any way. Um, uh, yeah, like when I think, for example, my mom, even till this day, she always feels like whatever, we always, she always criticizes me and my siblings because we accept the prices that, for example, the school gives us or any other fee that we're charged with, we accept it as face value. But my mom always argues, she's like, oh, just because you came into this country, you think you can blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, no, mom. <laughs> like, listen, <laughs> like, this is how it works here. It's not the same as back home. Um, yeah, till this day, it's it's still very much a thing in her in her brain that, like, the price that you see on items are not they're not hard truth like it's like you, it's always negotiable for her um and it's same for a lot of my my aunts and my uncles um they never really take that as face value um and i think there's something to be learned about it but i don't know i just i feel like when i think about negotiating for prices it just 
there's a lot of anxiety. Like, I don't, I can't, <laughs> like, I can already sense, like, just, and also me being introverted, like, and trying to talk to somebody and, like, trying to see if they're lying to me or not. And I don't want to get ripped off. It's just all of it, like, I don't want to have to go through that. So I much prefer, like, you know what? You're telling me this is price. I'm going to trust that this is a good price. I'm going to try to do my research. But other than that, I'm going to hope to God that you're not ripping me off. <laughs> and then I'm going to pay the price. And then I'm going to go. Um, so, yeah, that, that's that's my story. That was co-host Yasmin Mathurin talking about price tags. And she's here with Stephanie and me. Now, Stephanie, you were talking earlier about your experience with prices. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for those who obviously can't see me right now, I'm half Chinese and half German. And um, in obviously the Chinese tradition, bartering is a big thing. And I remember my grandmother used to go to Chinatown and she would barter for things for us, like t-shirts, like she would barter, like they'd definitely be knockoffs, like a knockoff Club Monaco t-shirt. And she would have to brag to me how much she got it for or how little she got it for rather, because that was like part of the process. I've never been comfortable with bartering. It makes me very uncomfortable. But the funniest thing I ever saw was I was at Chinese night market one day, a white girl with long blonde extensions marched up very purposefully to a vendor, an old Chinese woman in a stall. And she said, where are the Chanel earrings? And the vendor said, I don't sell Chanel earrings. And the girl said, yes, you do. My friend bought them here for $15. The vendor said, I don't sell Chanel earrings. And they're $30. (laughs) (laughs) So definitely that that, um, mentality still exists today, um, maybe to like lesser extent. But even in North America, people are still into the barter. Mm -hmm. What I find so interesting, though, is how much... Uh, set prices are a part of our culture and for how long uh, in North America and how long they've been a part of our culture. Um, my dad's house is full of things in, inherited from his parents. So we have a lot of products, uh, just knickknacks, pieces of furniture, lamps in our house from the 50s and 60s at the latest. And um, they all have price tags. They're very simple, typewritten, oblong white pieces of paper that someone has stuck to the bottom of a bookend or uh, some kind of uh, dishware, but they're there and they've been there for 50 years. I, th- I think based on that, I'm, I'm maybe the third generation of my family to never have lived in a world without set prices. If I had to think like, if I wanted to go into Zara, for example, for, <laughs> and I wanted to go and get a jacket and the idea that I would have to like, I don't know, I feel like I would need to know so much about the fabric or something and like, competitors and then I would be like hi salesperson at Zara I'd like to have this jacket for $20 and like I'm just thinking about all the way that I would feel all kinds of like like just super anxious about trying to figure out I hope I can get this jacket I hope they let it like you know I much prefer like okay you're telling me it's this price I'm gonna pray to God that you're not gonna try to rip me off (laughs) and then I'm gonna go and get this jacket yeah no absolutely I I join you there and I know for me, even if I was traveling to a country where bartering is what's expected, I know it would give me a stomach ache and I would probably just be like, pay them the first price and they would either rip me off or think I was being offensive or I don't believe I can do it. And yet at the same time, it's so much a part of our human nature to want something for less than its stated price or what someone once offered you. When I was in high school, I got a job at Canadian Tire 
And a few times a year, they would have these massive sales uh, where everything would be uh, reduced in some way. There'd be some things that were like 75% off. And I've always felt that's what the world is going to be like after a nuclear holocaust. This was <laughs> beyond Thunderdome. People are just grabbing whatever they can get. And a lot of the time, there would just be shelves that said 75% off. And they had been cleared. And the only sign or indication of what was ever there was the 75% off sign. And people would be lining up saying, I'll have that. I'll have whatever was on that shelf if you've got another one, regardless of what it was. And they didn't know what it was. Crazy. And I always like the idea of bringing out a chemical toilet for something (laughs) that they would have to then take home. (laughs) But they just wanted to say they got that deal. Yeah, I have a theory. I feel like I think we just want to know as consumers that we're not getting ripped off. And that's literally the value of whatever you're getting is that you're not getting ripped off. Well, and that's another thing is bartering for the consumer is so different than bartering for the provider in cases where it is a, a single business owner, it's that their livelihood. So again, they they have set a price that they're willing to part with the item at. Like I, I heard, I can't remember what I was reading or listening to, but um, this idea, for example, of like going grocery shopping and you see a produce and you're like, okay, this is saying that this banana is like, I don't know, 50 cents per pound. This brown banana, though, it has a short <laughs> life expectancy. So therefore, actually, the price should reflect that, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. It's a fixed price. Because we all know, like, That's if you point. go to the grocery store, like, the prices of certain produce is different. Like, it might be set, but you look at it and you pick out which fruit is better. In that sense, then it's like, it's, it'd be kind of nice if the price reflected the actual value, the fluctuating value of the product you're about to consume or buy. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of playing off of Peter's point also about the price tag being the ultimate advertisement. Um, Kind of in our research for the show, we discovered that the person who created the price tag also was the person who created the first store advertisement. So the price tag really is a way of drawing consumers in. And more than anything else, this consumerism in the West has been about giving people the common experience. And it's this weird twist on fairness and equality, I think, and people like that. I'm Stephanie Werner. I'm Peter Goffin. And I'm Yasmin Mathurin. This has been A World Without. Tune in next week for another episode. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at aww underscore podcast. Thanks for listening.